Welcome to the Stolen Reality Podcast. This is where you belong. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. It is Friday, which means it's time for a bit of so. If you are not familiar with the different types of episodes on this show, bitisodes are where I take a thought or theory or subject and I just do a very small, quick episode kind of covering the basis of it. I try to keep these episodes pretty short, between 5 and 15 minutes. So if you're liking the show, the biggest thing that I can ask of you right now is just to spread the word and tell your friends. You know, I'm putting a lot of work into the show, they're doing four different kinds of episodes a week. And if nobody's listening, obviously I'm just kind of screaming into the void. Uh, if you're not liking the show, you can go to hell. No, I'm just kidding. If you, if you don't like the show, please go on my website at stolenreality.com and send me some constructive criticism. I would love to make the show, you know, the best that I can. So unless it's my voice you don't like, I can work on just about anything. On that note, if you want to just get in contact with me or you have an idea for an episode or perhaps you or somebody you know would like to be on the show as a guest, please reach out to me at stolenreality.com. I'd love to hear from you. love to hear how you think the show is going. Also, if you are on a platform like Spotify that lets you rate the show, if you scroll right up to the top, click that little star button, give me five stars, that would help me immensely. Even if you don't believe it's a five-star show yet, it'll get there, I promise. All right, everybody, let's get into it. Throughout history, ravens and crows have been prominent figures in our myths and legends. To the Mayans, they were the messengers of the god of thunder and lightning. To the Greeks, the messengers of Apollo, the god of prophecy. To the Celtics, the goddess of war appeared as a raven to signal that she was watching, and many Native Americans see them as tricksters that symbolize change and transformation. In Norse mythology, Odin's ravens, Hujin and Munin, which means thought and memory, would go about the world and come back and report to him what they saw. In Japanese lore, a raven led their first emperor through the mountains to found their country. And even in the Bible, Noah releases a raven before the dove that told him that the earth was dry after the flood. Ravens have been seen in folklore and fairy tales throughout all of history as guides, messengers, and the familiars of witches. I've had my own experiences with ravens and crows warning me of danger. At times that it has actually helped me get out of potentially dangerous situations. So this led me to kind of question, you know, what's going on here? It's hard to ignore that there must be some semblance of truth when an idea is so pervasive among countless different cultures all across the globe, at a time when supposedly cross-culture communication was limited, if not non-existent at all. So why have ravens and crows been recognized as these messengers bringing omens from the gods? Are they just a widespread species and humans have an innate ability to add significance and patterns to things where there are none? Or is there something else going on here? So looking into the meanings of crows, you're going to find a variety of different explanations of exactly what is meant by seeing different things. Some will say that one crow is bad luck, two is good luck, three represents major change, or even some will say that a crow touching your head means that death is just around the corner. Depending on where you look, the meaning is slightly different, but there's always one thing in common. They bring messages and warnings. So I wanted to know if there could be any rational or scientific basis for all these claims. The general idea is that since ravens are scavengers, they would go out on the battlefield after a big battle and they would start, you know, eating on the dead bodies. So that kind of gave them this lore of being the messengers of death. But I think there might be a little bit more to it than that. And this is what I found. So crows are smart. They're like really, really smart. In fact, they have about the intelligence of a seven-year-old. 
They can use tools, they can solve puzzles, they can recognize faces, and they can even understand physics. There's a really fun video online of a couple of crows playing with a shingle and sledding down somebody's roof. They'll pull the shingle up to the top, hop on it, slide down, bring it back up, and go over and over again. It's pretty fun. Crows have also been known to bond with humans, like in the case with Gabby Mann. She's a young girl over in Seattle who started feeding the crows in her backyard. I think her dad helped her build some, some bird feed boxes back there, and over time, hundreds and hundreds of crows would come over to her house. But after a little while, they started bringing her gifts. They would go all over the city, and they would pick up coins or jewelry they found on the ground, anything shiny, and they'd bring it to her as a gift. And this shows that crows can have a positive, mutual relationship with humans. But on the other side of that, crows have also been shown to hold quite a grudge. There's even some debate that crows hold what's called a crow court, or a parliament of the crows, where a group of three or more crows will surround one crow that's being judged on maybe doing something that the other crows didn't like, and they'll kind of decide his fate. And if it doesn't go well for that singular crow, they go in there and they tear him apart. But even outside of their own species, crows have been known to scold humans, and they'll get their family members and even stranger crows to join in with them. There was a university study where they put on a specific mask and they went and they captured a crow and they held him down for about 10 minutes. They didn't hurt him or anything, but they made him uncomfortable. And while they did this, all the other crows around gathered around and watched and started yelling at them. After this, they tagged him and they released the crow. And then for years afterwards, they would put on that same mask and then they would walk around the area that they did this in. And what they found over time was pretty crazy. Not only did the crows that watched this happen just continue to yell at them every time they saw this mask, but crows that were not even associated with this event started yelling at them. The crows had somehow passed the information that this was a bad person doing bad things to crows onto other crows. And over time throughout the years, the amount of crows and the distance and size of the, the area that the crows were yelling at them in grew and grew and grew. So what this showed is that not only do crows remember a specific face that they associate with either a positive or a negative situation for a very long time, but they will spread that information to friends and family and stranger crows out at a wider and wider basis over time and even down through generations. Crows are very territorial. So the crows that you have in your town are pretty much your town's crows. Now, of course, they fly around and, and go to different places a little bit, but for the most part, your group of crows in your area is your group of crows. Couple that with the fact that they live, on average, from 15 to 40 years if they make it past childhood. A lot of them die young, but if they make it to an adult phase of their life, they can live for a very long time. And that they can share information with each other and pass on the fact that one human may be dangerous or they like this human, and you can kind of come up with a pretty logical explanation of what might be going on here. So let's say that you created a good relationship with a crow. Maybe you walked by and you threw it a piece of bread, or maybe you just didn't kick it. Maybe it decides that you're a good person. Well, that crow goes out and tells other crows and tells other crows and tells other crows. And before long, every crow in your local area, in your town, decides that you're a good person that they like and they want to protect. Well, maybe a couple months earlier, as the crows were flying around, they saw somebody pull out a gun and shoot somebody else. Well, we know that crows can remember things for a very long time and that they can recognize objects. 
So if they saw a gun get pulled out and shoot somebody, it'd be very logical to think that they could associate guns all of a sudden with danger. So these crows have decided that you're a good person, and they're flying around, and you're walking down the street, and then all of a sudden, three blocks away, a different crow sees somebody pull out a gun. Well, that crow sends up a warning sign to another crow, which sends up a warning sign to another crow, which then sees you, and knowing that you're a positive person that they like, it's reasonable to think that that crow might come down and start yelling at you and warning you that there's danger in the area. Crows have very, very good eyesight. In fact, they have better eyesight than we do, and they can see in four colors instead of three, so they can see things that we can't even see. Whenever I hear about an animal being able to see in more colors than us, it's really interesting to me because since we can only see in, in three color tones, there's not really any way for us to understand what they're seeing because even if we could replicate it, we couldn't see what they were seeing because we can't see those extra colors. So who knows what they can pick up that we can't pick up. Couple that with the fact that a lot of animals can actually sense danger without even seeing it. I don't know if there's any evidence that crows can do that, but I don't think there's any evidence that they can't. So that's a possibility as well, that they can just sense that there's danger in an area and then warn each other or people that they deem as a good person about it. This might kind of explain what was going on a long time ago with all of these myths. Say that you had a tribe living in a specific area and since crows are territorial, you would have specific crows that, that look after your area. Well, maybe a mountain range or two mountain ranges away, a rival tribe is coming over with all of their weapons, which crows can recognize as things that hurt people. They might start sending up a signal and come back and warn your tribe that there's an opposing army coming. This would lead to all the myths and legends that when crows send warnings, death is around the corner. Because literally, it was. So knowing what we know about how smart crows are and about how good they are about sharing information and recognizing objects, it's kind of fun to think about them as kind of the citywide surveillance grid that keeps track of everything. So my advice to you is first of all, treat the crows well, because they're always watching. Second of all, if you're out hiking around and a group of crows comes and starts screaming at you, pay attention, because that grizzly bear might be right around the corner. I'll put some links up to some videos, the video of that little girl who made friends with the crows and those crows sliding down the roof on that shingle and also a link to that study that was done at that university with the crows. Hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. I will be back tomorrow on Saturday for What a Week where we do a weekly roundup of all the news stories that I find interesting and I hope you find interesting too. Thank you for listening. Hope you've had an awesome week. Thank you.